Welcome to Football with Susan. This is the sound of the crowd going wild. <sighs> Football with Susan would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Wadawurrung people and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. My name's Catherine, and in this podcast, I interview my mum, Susan, about her beloved Geelong Cats and how they're going across the 2021 AFL season. Good afternoon, Catherine and footy fans. Good afternoon, Susan. How are you? Happy lockdown. Happy lockdown, Catherine. Yes, <laughs> lockdown five. We're getting used to this. We are. We've almost got it in hand. I know. I mean, I've already done some yoga, been for a run. Ooh. What next? <laughs> I may be out of ideas. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. No, you don't have to overdo it. That'll <laughs> do for the day. That'll do for the day. And now you can have a chat to your daughter. And uh, I have, what have I done today? Well, I did some vacuuming. Mm-hmm. I um, did unloaded the dishwasher. Oh, great. Very needed. Mm, um, made some choc chip cookies. Uh-huh. Uh, we planted, we finished planting, we did it in stages. We finished planting a lemon tree and and, and a, um, oh, I've forgotten. Some, <laughs> it's not an avocado else. tree. <laughs> an olive tree. An olive oh, tree. an olive tree. Yes, yeah. we pulled out a couple of plants. We've got a couple of big pots on our our bagola at the back in the sunshine and um, the pots were looking a bit sad really so we pulled out what was in there well uh-huh. I pulled out what was in there and then we put in a whole lot of new soil we decided we'd try um, a lemon tree in this pot big oh. pot well, it's a dwarf lemon tree and also a dwarf olive tree and so that was that and then we've just I've come back from a big walk and uh, your dad has ridden his bike so we've been very active and wow. I've just been writing a, a, a cryptic message on uh, Facebook for the insiders oh I watched insiders this morning as you know I love to do <laughs> and um, sent a message about um, Barnaby Joyce what can, what can one say really <laughs> Sounds like you've had a very active retirement lockdown today. I've had a very active retirement lockdown day. Yes. Great. Um, It's been good. Two days to go according to the Mm. official... We'll see. We'll see. Um, Okay. Well, again, just to you, Mum, don't wear yourself out. uh, No. You've got to take take it easy. No. I think I've done enough, uh, more than enough today. So we'll uh, now I'm sitting here chatting to you and having a cup of tea and me too. Yeah, it's all going all good. Well, let's so, get into it. So yes. round fourteen uh, mm. was not not this week, last week. Cats yes. versus Carlton at the MCG. Um, a win, mm. seventy to forty-four. Uh, thoughts, feelings. How was it? Well, apart from it being a bit of a spreader of COVID in the members' stand of the MCG, um, it was a good game for Geelong. Yes, we, 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 well, look, again, we started very slowly, very slow. I think we just like to suss out the opposition, you know, see what's this, see what's that, mm. give Susan Kelly a bit of a, you know, a heartache. And um, I think that's all part of the game plan. Yeah. And then... Um, by about second quarter, we 
the team gets firing and before you know it, they've won by uh, 45 points, was it? Something like that. Um, uh, so, you, mass, you know. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good in the end. Pretty good in the end. I thought Carlson played quite well. They're a young team. They've got a, they're sort of still finding their feet. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, the first quarter, you think when, when Geelong's sort of finding it a little bit hard to score, you think, what's going on, you know? Well, they should be creaming these people. But, look, I think it's just that I just have to be a little patient and, and stop expecting to thrash every team we play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So why are the COVID cases spreading at the members? I didn't realise it was... Because, oh, look, it's a very long story, but um, I think it goes back to the removalists that came from Sydney that did not follow the rules of wearing masks when they were moving furniture into a, an apartment block in Maribyrnong, you know, North Melbourne, yeah. and... Um, the, a number of people in that apartment block picked up the virus, didn't know they had it, right. and um, went to the MCG, the football, and then went to the pub, and then went there, and there, there. And before you know it, it spread right across town. Okay. So, you know, that was part of the, um, yes, that's part of the whole thing. Okay. So not that those people were deliberately meant to, they were just unfortunate victims. Yeah. yeah. And then they um, didn't realise that they also then became sick. And um, so the contact tracing is working as it should and finding out where everybody has been. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, anything else to say about that game, Cats versus Carlton? Look, not really. Uh, uh, the usual people played well. Uh, Patrick Dangerfield finally found his feet mm. and he pulled out a good one and um, we had, uh, I think Gary Gary um, uh, Gary Rowan got injured that game so he didn't play last week and um, there were, and, and Tom Hawkins I don't think kicked a goal. So there right. was a few other people who had to come to the fore and, um, you know, do the right thing. We were also without our captain, Joel Selwood, and uh, Delhouse, Luke Delhouse, who, who usually puts in a good defensive mm-hmm. effort. Never heard of So him. there was yeah. a few things that were not in our favour, but, look, it was a good defensive game and, and ultimately we were able to win. Great. Mm. Um, and then we won again, uh, yes. versus Fremantle in Perth on, was it Thursday? Thursday night in Perth, yep. Fremantle. It was actually in Perth, the game, but, of course, we were playing Fremantle, oh, which for those Fremantle? who don't know, it just is just is a town, a city just south of Perth, yeah. and uh, they play most of their games in Perth. A uh, brand-new stadium, and oh. um, it, it wasn't a very nice night. It rained quite a bit, right? Uh, which is unusual for Perth, even in winter. They, you know, yeah. it's not a big raining place. Anyway, um, they got over there. They had to leave on Wednesday from Avalon Airfield near near Geelong. And before they had arrived in Perth, the Geelong team had to be had to be placed into lockdown because at that stage the government in Melbourne had decided that there was going to be that we had a number of cases. Right. It was it had come on very quickly. Yeah. And so the poor players found themselves in their rooms for quite some time in um, How Perth long did and they have then to quarantine for before the game. 
Well, they because they basically just came straight from Geelong on the plane into Perth, into the hotel, they basically just had to stay in the hotel mm-hmm. until they played the game and then they went back to the hotel and came back to Geelong again the next morning. So it was another one of those flying visits. They didn't play until Thursday and they said that they were allowed to go and uh, do a little bit of training on the ground on their own mm-hmm. and then go back to their hotel rooms. But it's all very, you know, yeah. it's it's all very, you know, challenging, I think, for everybody. But, look, they, they, they played really well. Again, started off a little slowly, let Fremantle get a couple of goals. But in the end, uh, by half-time, Fremantle only got two or three goals and Geelong were going, doing very well. So our main scorers was Tom Hawkins and Patrick Dangerfield again. And, um, of course, Jeremy Cameron is injured, as was Gary Rowan, so we didn't have our main, two of our, three of our main scorers. I believe the best on ground was given to Sam Manigola because he had um, a huge number of touches and he was just all over the ground. He was doing very well. So the centre, we, we played well everywhere. There wasn't really a, a poor well, display. the final score was... 100 to 31, so it sounds like they did quite well. They did very well, and and considering they were playing away in challenging situation in front of a fairly hostile crowd, Fremantle crowd can be fairly hostile. Your sister Megan told me that she would never go back to a Fremantle game in Perth ever again because they were fairly ugly at times. Well, it seems like this is my experience and impression of... of, um, people from Perth is that there's a bit of a rivalry um, between Perth and um, uh, and other cities in Australia, but unfortunately yes. it seems like all of the other cities don't really know about it. Um, I think they have this impression that yeah. they're the, you know, the ugly sister, but right. it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's a really, lovely place. You don't really think about them. Maybe that's Well, the you know, they're a long, long way away. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're on the others. Compared to, I suppose, the East Coast, which is where most people tend to live, um, Perth is a, you know, a long flight or a very long drive across very long, long, long road. And, um, yes, they do sometimes have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder about things. It's a bit of a shame, really, because it's a lovely place. from Perth who's listening. Uh, Yes, we wouldn't want to upset anyone. We we feel fine about you. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. More than happy to come and visit. More than happy. In fact, to come one of my um, trips that we will go to when we can eventually mm-hmm. um, start to travel again and feel comfortable travelling is I would love to go across to Perth and then up to Broome and then up drive up north further to the Kimberleys yeah. and go and visit the Kimberley Ranges. I am desperate to go in that direction. I think that's so, like um, a lovely yeah. trip. It's a very nice place. There's a wonderful um, dinosaur footprints up northern Western Australia that I really want to go and visit. Ah, yes, yes, but you know it is a long trip, and and to get there you need a few weeks of driving. It's not something you can do very quickly, yeah. or fly, fly, and it's uh, fairly expensive flights, unfortunately. Um, so, do you think that the rain played into Geelong's win? You would think, um, no, look, I'd say Geelong managed the conditions probably better than Fremantle did. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't really know why, but um, we have a couple, We have some players actually in the, our team that are from Perth, and they they seem to enjoy it. Mm. The wet weather, so I don't know. It could have done, but I, I think it's just we have a very experienced team, and maybe Fremantle is still finding their feet a bit. Right. In in um, as a team, you know, fairly new, some young players perhaps. Well, yeah. Speaking of you not knowing why. Um, yep. We're going to have a question from the crowd. This one, oh, right. I don't think we've ever had a repeat of a question before, but uh, we're going to repeat Kevin Kelly's question. Kevin Kelly from Heighton, he uh, he asked a question last week and afterwards complained that you had not answered it properly slash at all. So um, we are going to repeat the question, which was why? Why? And no, he's given me and used some extra instructions actually oh, this week. He's clarified his question. Has he good? Either clarified or just decided that um, my journalistic <laughs> integrity was not at where it needed to be, so I needed more instruction. So he says, <laughs> why? And then he says, dig deeper. What deep emotional need is being fulfilled? <laughs> so, Susan, I'll ask you again. Why? <laughs> He might not like the answer to that one. Well, let's keep things maritally appropriate. Um, Remember, I'm your youngest daughter. Look, I really enjoy – I don't take much notice of any other clubs. That's the laugh of the whole thing. I really don't know much about any of the other clubs. I only take an interest in the Geelong Football Club. And the reason being is it's community, right? Mm. Uh, I enjoy going and feeling part of something bigger than, you know, where we are. Geelong, the whole Geelong community enjoys, not the whole, there are lots of people who don't (laughs) back in Geelong, who don't barrack for the Geelong Football Club. (laughs) But it's fun to go and see people you know. It's fun to go and be part of the whole, the community. And, um, yeah, I I just enjoy that. And, you know, when when you... talk to people in the street, you can talk about it to mm-hmm. them. It's always an, a good opener of conversation for that people you that you're not sure about. You could say, how is a footy yeah. on Friday night? And generally speaking, you'll get a response of some kind, either, I oh, couldn't care less, or, oh, yeah, it was great, <laughs> or from some of the men, well, what do you know about it? <laughs> oh, it's oh, a bit say. of that. And I used to always find when I was in school that it was a really good way of engaging in conversation. People, in, you know, they always thought it was great fun that I um, enjoyed the football. Uh, but it, look, yes, it's just community. And what what deep emotional thing does it do mm-hmm. for me? Mm-hmm. I love to win, Catherine. I'm a, oh. I like to win. So... <laughs> fulfills that deep emotional need to be a winner. <laughs> That's very interesting. And you don't just like to win, you like to thrash them. I like to really pound it, yes. <laughs> interesting. Maybe every maybe every episode we can go a little deeper into this. It's uh, yeah, I think I need a psychologist to, to really manage it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm my father's daughter. My father was mm. exactly the same. He didn't like to just win. It was always you had to really show them. That's the way it Dominate. was. And, and, you know, he's just a gentle, meek and mild person, but uh, he was exactly I the see. same. So this is where it comes out. This, this is the form your domination is taking. This is, it, was, it was developed at, very for, at a very form, 
formative time in my life, Catherine, and I was a child. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you are what you are when you're seven. You are as an adult. I so what, agree. what does that make you, Catherine? Uh, I can see that I am the exact same person as I was seven. Maybe with a, you know, you're kind of seven and then you go off for a while and you try some different things and then you just come back to being seven. Exactly. Exactly. I look, I totally agree. I like to be seven. Oh, to be seven again. Yes. I thought that the other day when I was dancing around for Jared in the kitchen. Yes. Yes. This is basically what I was doing when I was seven. Just with a few years of not doing it yet. Absolutely. Yes, happened to that's right. Again. Um, okay, well, mm. about the game, um, any, yes. any gossip, any incidents from the game that we need to talk about? Oh, there wasn't any goss, Catherine. It was a, you know, it was a fairly late game. It started at 8 o'clock because we were playing in Perth, yeah. which is, an, is a number of, a couple of hours behind um, did you uh, Eastern Standard Time. And um, so, therefore, it didn't finish till, you know, getting on for 11 o'clock, I think. So it was a very late game. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know, perhaps I was a bit delirious by that stage. Um, but it's it, – look, I know I didn't have any particular gossip at all. There were no – no one was reported. Yeah. Didn't seem to be any injuries. Yeah. Um, no, they got back in, all in one piece. They were pretty happy with themselves from the interviews that I saw. So I Excellent. think – all good. Okay. Mm. Any standout players for Geelong? Oh, Patrick Dangerfield played an excellent game. Sam Managola was fantastic. Cam Guthrie played a good game. Um, oh, the, the back line again, Kolodozhny. Uh, I have trouble saying his name. I'm terribly embarrassed by that. Um, Stewart. Um, oh, we didn't have um, Luke Henderson didn't play. Uh, I don't know why, but he didn't play. Mm-hmm. And um, Jeff Hughes played a good game. Um, Brendan Parfitt played an excellent game. Look, Dalhouse played a good game. Look, they all played Sounds well. Like it was good. All, all round good. Yeah. All right. Well, this question is from Megan Kelly in uh, Oh, Eagle Megan Hall. Kelly. And daughter number one, right. Oh, well, daughter number one in in, uh, in Oh, in age. chronological order, Catherine. Yeah, in chronological order, yes. Obviously. Um, she says, how do you feel about managing players? I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that means? Well, yes, it means that each week at this stage of the season, a couple of players don't, who would normally play, they take them out of the team mm-hmm. so that they can have a rest. Yeah. And they put in, you know, perhaps a younger player. There's, they have, they're very in a very lucky position, Geelong, that they have a, a fairly full team. There's a, there, we have two or three players that are injured at the moment, like, um, uh, I've forgotten his name. <laughs> he, he play, Mitch Duncan plays in the centre and he's Sorry. an excellent player, yeah. but he'll be out until the finals at least if oh. he plays the finals. Sounding confident about the finals there. <laughs> well, hopefully we're third on the ladder. We should be at least in the finals. Oh. Um, but um, so what they do is they, they, they say that they're managing players. They're managing their health and their fitness. And um, they're not actually injured. They've not been omitted because they're not playing well. It's just they're being managed. Gotcha. 
and I don't mind it. I think it's a good idea if you've got, you know, it's a long season and um, there's if you've got plenty of players to choose from and a few people, uh, especially the older players, they, you know, it is fairly wearing and fairly taxing to be playing every week. So they just uh, take them out for a week, um, give them a rest. And uh, it also gives uh, younger players the opportunity to, to have a, a, a game and most of them take the opportunity and do very well. So, you know, it's, I think it's a good idea. Okay. Well, let's keep rolling in chronological order of, um, mm. of, of uh, people you've birthed. Uh, yes. This is Bridget Kelly from Belmont. Bridget Kelly, daughter number two. Daughter number two. She says, uh, should Geelong's next game against Richmond next weekend be moved to Cadinia Park? Oh, excellent idea. Oh, an excellent idea. I've been saying this. I have been putting forward this suggestion for quite some time. You know, why can't Richmond come and play in Cadinia Park? Why uh, it, does that not happen? When it's a home game for Geelong and it's not, I don't think it's a home uh, Is it a home game? I'm not quite sure. Don't but know. why can't it be played in Cadinia Park? I, I'm sorry, but I just think there's a lot of favouritism that goes on sometimes. Where is it? Now? And yes, it should be played and it would be if there are no um, if there are no if they can't have a full um, number of people, which they won't be able to because there's no way they're going to have a stadium full. Even if we finish lockdown on on Wednesday, they still won't have mm. a full capacity crowd. Then it, there's no reason at all why it can't be played in Geelong. Um, excellent. So it sounds like you're quite passionate about this. Uh, I'll ask I you, am. Have you written any letters to the Geelong Football Club about I wrote one. Was it last year or the year before? Not last year because we didn't have any games in in Victoria at all last year, but uh, the year before I did write and say, you know, this is, it's a home game, we want it in our home stadium, you know, don't tell us it's a home game and still have Richmond getting all the glory. No, that's not right. Okay. Okay. I, I feel I'm starting to I am to quite like... passionate about this. <laughs> See, I'm hearing this. I'm starting to feel like Bridget might have um, written this question as a bit of catharsis. Or, to, or maybe, maybe to take she's the probably heard me rave on about That's it right. enough. Yes, well, look, our listeners are happy to be raved at. Uh, in just to give Bridget a little bit of uh, a bit of a break, yeah, yeah, a bit of a break. Okay. Well, let's keep rolling again. This yes. question is from daughter number three, who's me, um, yes. and Catherine Kelly from uh, Fitzroy North. She says, um, "I heard you got a very nice Mother's Day present. Um, do you want to tell, tell us what that is?" Oh, look, my daughter, Catherine, number three, gave me a lovely mug that has my, um, my, my face on it. I'm not sure about that. With uh, my cup saying, um, what, what does it say, Catherine? It says, football with Susan. Football with and Susan, And then underneath yes. the picture it says, always the keeping the lid on it. I know it's a it's a individual mug <laughs> that I was given for my for Mother's Day. I, I was I was exceptionally excited. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, look, if anyone wants to uh, purchase their own mug for Mother's Season, I know it's a very nice mug. But I drink my tea from that mug, and oh, um, I it's a very it's just the right size. I can have a good a good cup of tea. Um, and it's got a good handle, so, it, you know, sometimes handles can be too small. Uh-huh. It's got a good handle. Um, it's nice china. 
So, you know, if anyone's interested in having a football with Susan Mug, <laughs> with a photo of Susan holding the mug, <laughs> then, you know. That's great. Good one. We should all be so lucky to have a mug with our face on it one day. I know, I know. <laughs> It was pre-pandemic, Susan, though. That was the, that's oh, the only right. problem. Your hair's a bit longer now. My hair is quite a bit longer now yeah. than it was in that photo, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Okay, so picture not uh, corresponding to the current Susan. That's right. I've got a ponytail. Susan, now. as you've never seen her before. This is the first time in my life I've ever seen Susan with a ponytail. Very exciting. I know. I know. It's the first time I think your father's ever seen Susan with a ponytail. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's a bit shocked as well. Maybe, maybe he'll ask a question about that next week. Uh, <laughs> something about ponytails impacting your enjoyment. Um, it's amazing what a pandemic will do to one's state of mind. I mean, you know, all sorts of things just don't seem to matter anymore. But the football still does. Or just you just change the way you think about things and, Absolutely. you know, you kind of come to a different realisation about a whole lot of yeah. things. Well, has, and, the, um, has the pandemic affected your uh, football feelings at all or would you say they're remaining strong? Oh, uh, yes, it has affected. I think um, there have been times when I've thought, you know, this is not all that important in mm. the big scheme of things. Um, and there's other times that I've been quite glad that we've had yeah. at least something to um, take our mind off the fact that we're not allowed to go anywhere. Mm. Um, but mm. I think, yeah, look, I think it just does tend to make you see the lighter side of it, really. It's not that important, ultimately. Yeah. Um, it's, just a, it's just a distraction, really. And, I mean, for the people who are playing it, I'm sure it's very important, but it's a, it's a, it's a good distraction. A good and it keeps you interested and it keeps, keeps giving you something to think about and, and watch. And, I can, you know, I can spend endless hours watching uh, replays and listening to press conferences and <laughs> not feeling guilty that I should be doing other things, more important things. Absolutely. And, look, somebody's got to be advocating for Richmond's game next week to be moving ticket in your park, so... Absolutely. Who do I write to, Catherine? Um, I think you're the best person to answer that question. Maybe someone's <laughs> listening. Um, if you're what? listening... Could you please you, move the game? You know, I have. Um, I tried to write to the AFL many years ago because we were at a final and I was very unhappy with the crowd and thought there was a lot of unnecessary um, stuff going on in the crowd from some... I can't remember which team it was, but I think it starts with H. And the supporters were very unruly and I thought it was unacceptable. Um, so I tried to find uh, contact details for the AFL so that I could write them a letter. You know, mm. I sound like I sound like there could have been sat with their phone conversations. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I found there was no way of contacting the AFL. The only way you could contact them was to contact you through your own club. And so I suppose I could write to my club and tell them that they should be having the game at our ground, but I kind of feel they're probably already doing that. Yeah. Do you know, Mum, I, I've inherited your letter writing. Uh, uh, I, I like to write a bit of a letter myself. Yes. Um, yep. uh, I recently wrote to a clothing store to tell them that my holes, uh, my socks had gotten holes in them. Uh, and right. I, and, uh, yeah. Um, what else have I written? I've written to um, events to tell them that they hadn't done 
an acknowledgement of country, which I think is definitely something that you would have done. I um, would have done. I have done that to the yeah. Geelong Football Club. I, I have written to them. I know. Mm-hmm. I often uh, think of you when I do those things, but I, I definitely have inherited that instinct. <laughs> you know, it's very cathartic and it also <laughs> makes you feel a little bit like you're getting involved. That's right. You know, I uh, enjoy putting my two pennies worth down on mm-hmm. not paper anymore, but on the email or wherever mm-hmm. and just setting it off. And um, I actually wrote to uh, my local councillor after the Geelong foot last game that we went to when it was raining and we were walking through mud. Did I tell you about that in the last podcast? And you know, I have not had a response. I have not even had an acknowledgement of my my email, which Mm -hmm. I think is really poor. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, if this person doesn't respond, I just will not vote for them next time. And I have always voted for this person. So I won't if they will not respond to my email. Um, I mean, I don't expect them to solve it, but I do expect when I go to the trouble of letting them know about something that is of a concern that I get some kind of, you know, well, thank you for your email. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, You've taken That's the what time. they're there for. That is, that is all that they're there for. Exactly. Exactly. So okay. not happy, Jan. No. You need to send me that letter. Um, I think I'd like to read it. Oh, all right. Yeah, please send that to me. Um, yep. Uh, okay, well, look, the next game we've got Geelong versus North Melbourne. Any t- predictions? Oh, it's Richmond, isn't it? Oh. Next week? I don't know. Now I'm not sure. You, I think you oh. will go. Let's say it's Richmond. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be very wrong, but I thought it was Richmond next week. I mm. absolutely trust you to know that. Oh, no, well, I um, wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd be the last person. No, you're right. It's Richmond. Yes. Yes. Yep. Next Sunday. Yep. Any predictions? Oh, well, they won last night, which was a real blow. Um, Not last night, Saturday and Friday night. They've been playing fairly poorly and all of a sudden they went and beat Brisbane on Friday night. Oh. So uh, it depends. I don't think, look, uh, even if we play at them at the MCG, I don't know where we'll play them, but I think we've got it. We're fairly, I I think they will be fairly confident. Okay. Well, actually, this links with um, our final question from the crowd, um, yeah. from Jared Bates in Fitzroy North. Oh, he says, yeah, uh, our resident Collingwood supporter, I'm yes. sorry, he says, um, Hawthorne drew with Melbourne last night, which seems mm. indicative of some instability in the results yes. lately. Yes. What are your feelings yes. about this? It does show that. It just shows that anybody can be beaten at any time mm. on any night. Mm. So I think uh, it is a bit unpredictable at the moment. Uh, one would have assumed that um, Hawthorne, who has not been playing at all well for a number of weeks, would have been easily beaten mm. uh, last night. But that wasn't to be the case because Melbourne is on top of the ladder. Mm. And um, I put picked them in my footy tips and it ended up being a draw. Mm. Hawthorne played really well. So there's been a few instances like that um, where teams all of a sudden, like the Richmond game, came back and and won when really they have been playing fairly poorly as well. So who did they beat? I can't even remember. It was Friday night, too long ago. Too long ago. That's a whole (laughs) half a lockdown ago. Exactly, exactly. We yeah, so much has happened since then. That's right. Um, so it is a bit unstable and it also just shows shows really how 
even. The competition is, let's put it that way. Mm. The competition is fairly even. And on the night, if you're a little bit off, then you can get beaten. And who knows what that means for Geelong next Sunday. Mm. But um, I don't think they'll be daunted at all if they have to play it at um, the MCG. I don't think Geelong will be too worried about it. Well, let's just quickly review um, our family footy tipping competition. Yes. Uh, we've got – so, actually, overall, um, mm. Bridget is still on top. She um, is. I'm still on the bottom and yes. you are third. Yes. Uh, th- uh, nothing has changed nothing in about the last changed. five weeks. And, and overall – sorry, and this round, it was exactly the same. Bridget on the top, yep. me on the bottom, you third. Yes. That Bridget is very competitive. Is she? She was having dinner with us last night and she was wanting, um, I think, a Melbourne month? to win. I see. And I was, I, I was looking, I was actually barracking for Hawthorne because, mm. you know, I like to see, sometimes see the underdog come through. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, no, 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 no. I picked them in the footy tips. They've got to win. I see. <laughs> well, you show her the mug that you have with your face on it and uh... – <laughs> She'll know who's A mug on a mug, huh? Yeah, that's right. Um, anything else about the games you wanted to mention that I haven't asked you yet? Oh, no. The season is coming to the final stages. We've got, I think, four more games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, and things are starting to hot up as far as the virus goes. So teams are playing all over the place <laughs> outside of the normal, you know, yeah. place of, of... And no crowds at the moment? No crowds at all. Mm. Um, I think there was, might have been some... Oh, no, no, no crowds, except there were on uh, Thursday night in Fremantle yeah. with a lot of people there, but then they haven't got any COVID in the Perth at the moment, so mm. well, none that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but, of course, in Melbourne, all the games this weekend have been crowdless and Sydney has not played in Sydney at all and GWS is not playing in Sydney because they're going to be in lockdown for some time. Mm. They'll be staying at home um, for quite a while, I think, they're having a bit of a problem there. Yeah, so hopefully we might be out of lockdown um, at midnight on Tuesday, but I'm not counting on it. Yeah, yeah. Anything can happen. Out of 10, Mum, Mm. how likely is it that Geelong's going to win the Premiership this year? I think I'm still sticking at a seven. I'm Mm. still keeping the lid on. Okay. Lid on. Lid is on. Got it. My cup doesn't have a lid. But if it no. did, it would be firmly in place. Maybe you could make a little lid out of paper. Oh, I and could put it possibly on. do that and just put it over the top. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just put your hand over the top. It might yes, get hot, yes. Yes, um, I mean, anything can happen. And, um, you know, until the day, until we're actually playing and we know what's happening, you know, five minutes before the end is when I'm confident. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, tends to sometimes be able to lose it at the last minute or win it. So even That's five right. minutes. I've seen it happen many, many times and you just you know, you're just gonna have to take it okay. day by day, do okay. the old cliches, yeah. match by match, yeah. week by week, you know. Okay. Yep. All right, seven out of ten. Seven um, out of ten. Still at seven. Yep. Okay. And um, what's for dinner? Well, very good question. I had a <laughs> bit of a we had a discussion about it before. Your father's now watching one of the NBA finals, uh-huh. um, so he'll be there for a couple of hours with doing that. Yeah. And um, oh, there was a few choices. None of them really grabbed me, yeah. and I thought, oh, I don't really want any of that. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see when the time comes Gosh. what 
what's happening. No, I can't, I can't really be bothered thinking about it. Last night we had fish and um, a nice vegetable risotto. That was lovely. Lovely. Mm, they had barramundi. Yeah. Do you have barramundi, Catherine? Um, I don't know. But it sounds, I don't know. It's yeah, a nice fish, yeah, okay. nice. Not too strong, quite, okay. quite nice. And okay. uh, it's a tropical fish, so it comes down from the north. Yep. Um, very, um, you know, fishermen like it. <laughs> well, maybe but we can have a separate was, podcast. We bought that. it from the shop. <laughs> <laughs> about Went fish along. <laughs> and But it was lovely. Yeah, okay. it was very nice. Okay, good. So uh, I've had fish. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love like having fish. So we've had... Everything this week except lamb. Okay. So maybe it's lamb maybe that we'll it's have. Lamb. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well. What about you, Catherine? Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. Jared told me to think about what we're having for dinner and right. I haven't. I've thought about so, I've thought about making a chocolate cake. Um, well, that would be, that'll be uh, nutritious, <laughs> yes, yes. So could be chocolate cake for dinner. We'll see. Could be chocolate cake for dinner. <laughs> nah, uh, <laughs> So he thought you could think about it for you to make it or think about it for him to make it? I think think about it as a way of getting started towards right. thinking about the process. someone making yes. dinner. Someone <laughs> doing something someone about doing it, something. yes. That's right. Um, Excellent. I, so I'm, I'm assuming that will mean tacos, which is what it normally means when I decide. Yeah, tacos is always good. Yeah. Um, okay, Mark. All right. Thanks. Okay. I think we did another one. I think we did, and we talked a lot about fish, much more than I expected. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the way. A good one. You never know where the conversation will lead you when you talk to me. You just never know, do you? Um, okay, Mum, have a good rest All of right. your lockdown, and um, yep. yeah, stay safe. Get some exercise. <laughs> okay. Get something nice. Enjoy it while the silence while it lasts. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Football with Susan. Uh, Thank you to Susan and to everyone who contributed questions from the crowd. Uh, If you've got a question for Susan, please feel free to let me know. My guess is if you're listening, you probably got a way to contact me. Uh, So please feel free. Bye.